Hello and welcome to The Inner Gamer episode 144. We are your weekly dose of video game news, reviews, opinions, and discussions made for and by our listeners. My name is Brayden Oski. I'm Austin Morales. I'm Devin Duree. And I'm Luis Gonzalez. Today on The Inner Gamer, it's all about some games we played. Brett plays Monument Valley. I talk about Destiny 2's Iron Banner. Austin talks about Middle-Earth Shadows of War. Then we move on, on to the news, which is Oculus has a Oculus Go. Fortnite has a Battle Royale, which claims more than 1 million players. A lot more than 1 million players. And oh, then yeah. we talk about John Carpenter's favorite video game, which is a little interesting. Then we move on to our discussion topic, which we'll all dive into some uh, fun video game stuff. And with that, Brett, please cue the music. Welcome to the interview. October 17th, 2017. Welcome to the Intergamer Podcast. If you guys like what you hear, please head on over to iTunes and leave us a review or tell a friend so we can keep bringing these awesome episodes to you each and every week. If you give us a review, it helps us out on our rankings and everything, so we'll show up better for all you you people out there trying to, trying to find us. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Don't yeah. let me sing. So, <laughs> some of us in video games. Yeah. Um, I want to start with a small little game I'm going to talk about for a brief moment, Monument Valley 2. Okay. It's a mobile game. Did oh. you guys ever play the original Monument Valley? I did. I it did was fun. Not. Yeah. It yeah, was I cool, liked it right? a lot. Yeah. It's cool. So Monument Valley 2 is the successor. It's a $4.99 mobile game. It's available on iOS and I'm sure other platforms as well. Damn. But the big thing, the presentation behind this is that it's just a gorgeous looking game. The sounds are great. The visuals are great. The gameplay is very engaging and interesting. It's it's a basic puzzle game. But what's different with this one than the first one is that this one adds in a kid. You have a child. So the what first the one you were fuck? playing by yourself right. as this little like creature thing in this world. I thought you were like puzzles. a queen. Yeah, I don't I don't even know. That's what I got from it. Man, I could be wrong. Yeah. You could be a queen. Well now you have a kid. And this Even kid, more reason you're as you move, your character, the kid follows you. So you okay. can't control the kid independently, okay. but you can control yourself and the kid follows you. Right. So you use that new added mechanic to get around the world and solving the puzzles and oh. navigating through these really complex isometric levels that they've developed. And it's really, really interesting. But what's weird about it is there's an added complexity to the mechanic, but the puzzles are simpler than the last game. Really? Which I find that to be so strange. Why is that inside out? I don't I don't know. It's it's <laughs> the weirdest thing. Like it's so easy to get through. Like I've been playing through it. I haven't finished it yet, but I'm pretty close to finishing it. And like I haven't really had to sit there and think very long on the puzzles. I mean, it's gorgeous. The sound like I said, it's gorgeous looking game. Right. The sound is awesome, but right. it's just surprising to me that it took a step forward in so many ways. But then it took a step back in the challenge. Because <laughs> the first one <laughs> was challenging. And yeah, like really we're was. talking about bread here, like challenge is not in my vocabulary, so it's not bad. Everyone can play it, basically. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. No, that's nice. No, it's good to know. It's easy. good to know. It's gonna be nice easy. and easy. Basically, right. basically. No, I can contest. The first one was uh, definitely a challenge at times. Yeah, yeah, but it's a yeah, good game I'm, though. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of like where mobile is going in terms of like these kinds of games. I checked yesterday on the iTunes store, and Limbo was there. Like just. Front page. Oh, you can play awesome. Limbo on your i on your iPhone now. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's it's really nice that 
Apple is finally starting to embrace the whole game thing. I mean, that they, they when the iOS 11 came out, they updated the App Store, and now games is a tab on your App Store. So you can go through right. there and see all the different games, and I'm sure they're going to push that further down the line, but it's nice to see these kinds of games starting to come out there more so for the mobile phone, and hopefully they, they kick out some of those pay-to-win kind of games, which will possibly talk about later on. Oh, but man. Anyway, so it's a dig for me. I like it. It's very good. But Devin, you've been playing Iron Banner. Iron on Banner, Destiny man. Too. Yep. So tell us what's different about Iron Banner with Destiny. Um, yeah. some really interesting stuff as far as just kind of how the uh, uh, the Iron Banner plays. It's not so much about your light level now, so much as it is the perks of your weapons and your overall skill level with your uh, your character. Um. You know that stuff used to not really matter so much in the in the old uh, in the old destiny, but uh, now it's kind of more of a it's 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 a more level playing field. In regards to you know your power level doesn't necessarily mean shit, as it does so much your skill and your perks that you have as a character. Um, and when we say perks, we mean like the the skill tree that you've correct, you've correct, yes, the one that you've in, invested in. Yeah. Um. So, as normal Iron Banner, you met, you got to progress. You got to like you know get your tokens. You got to level up your prestige within the Iron Banner, and that's how you get all the cool shit. Right? Is that what everyone remembers? Right. When playing Iron Banner, you got to get all your stuff. Right. Um. Right. I will say it's been great for powering level of character. So if you uh, if you've been uh, playing Iron Banner or and you're not like a, a higher light level, uh, you can go through Iron Banner and that it will really help out with a lot of like you know your your leveling from uh, uh, power level two twenty and up through like probably two forty two fifty. It's a good it's a good grind and it's fun. I will say it is it is a lot of fun um, playing in the in the Iron Banner games. Um, so it is still unique. It is still engaging. It is still fun. Um, biggest drawback, and it will actually probably keep people from playing it because it's already kept some of my friends from playing it, um, is the rewards. Oh yeah. Um, I have been playing and it has been 90% blues after the every, heck? yes. After every time I level, I mean, granted they are a good power level of blues, but they're blues. They're blues. They're not purple. They're not purple. And so when I've leveled up and I've gotten like, you know, another tick into the iron banner, yeah, I get my cool purple and all all whatnot. But you know, when you got to like max level in the old iron banner, like, you know, when it would finally like you'd max out your your prestige within so that. I never, never got yeah, there. I never did that. Man, fuck y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> For those of you who have played, you remember that you used to got you used to get something really freaking cool. Like it was something that was really worthwhile. Um spoiler alert, I hate to burst some people's bubbles, but season ending uh this the Iron Banner season reward spoiler ahead of you is that all you get for completing the end of the season is a fucking emblem. Uh, <laughs> they pulled a it. destiny on us. Man, you want to talk <laughs> about you want to talk about like a big fucking letdown. Like if this is all you got was bragging rights, get out of my face. So you here already get we, an emblem for playing for completing like a match or whatever. You get emblems for leveling up your character into the skill tree. So whoop de fucking do. 
And I already have my emblem that I like, so I don't want to change it. I don't give a shit about the emblem. It doesn't mean anything to me. That's what crazy. matters to me is with the stuff that my character is wielding. Oh, cool. I'm wielding a very fast reload weapon that when I slide, it reloads more. Oh, cool. What a great perk. I love sliding everywhere in the level. Mm. What did I what did I get for arduously playing match after match and defeating opponent after opponent and going through all these games of win, loss, and struggle, blood, sweat, tears. What do I get? An emblem. Fuck! <laughs> and does it tell you how many people you've killed in the Iron Banner? It tells you how many fucks I give, oh. which is zero. <laughs> which is zero. <laughs> that, that, they should actually wow. make an emblem. Did they not learn anything like from the last Here's game? Here's the thing. Hopefully, th- hopefully this was just like because I've heard through the grapevine that this was um, this is a beta. I, no, this was rushed. <laughs> this is the a test. First, first season of Iron Banner was rushed. They were still working on getting a lot of stuff tweaked and fixed from the um, the prestige of the uh, of the raid, as well as a lot of the other factions. I don't factions. understand why they rushed it. Why didn't they just you know they they still had other content. People are still. I feel like enjoying the content of the game itself. Why would they rush this out? Maybe this is where we're getting sensory overload from De- uh, Destiny right now. Is that yeah. we're you know while before we were hungry for anything, now we're in a weird spot where we're getting almost too much, too quickly. So maybe it's a different dynamic. But I really would have loved something else other than a damn emblem for the end of. Well, then we Iron still Band. have, I mean, it's, it's middle of October right now. Yeah. And then in a month and a half, we're going to have, or roughly in a month and a half to two months, we have the next expansion coming yeah. out. Yep. So uh. like, I feel like they could have held off on this until November and then dropped Iron Banner. They, and been like, they hey, probably could have, well, they probably could have, and they definitely could have done more, um, more reaching as far as doing like the faction, yeah. level ups but you know again this is destiny is fixing a lot of its problems but not all of them right so we're, we're still we're still tweaking and, and fixing things here and there was it a big kick to the dick yes is it gonna stop me from playing it no um it was just disappointing so yeah. You know, I love that you're willing to admit that, though. You're just like, well, I'm still going to play it <laughs> anyway. Because that's Destiny. And that's it, partially it why I haven't played. But I'm glad you at least enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. Aaron Banner was always fun. I, oh, fucking emblem, dude. <laughs> I, I would have I would have been okay with a cape or something. Yes, but an yes, emblem. Something. God. Yes. That's like, terrible. You know, whatever, your, your class item. If I could have got like a really sweet... Iron Banner like wolves with a warlock fire all around. I would have been like, yeah, see that sweet shit? No, now people get to look at my banner and go, oh, sweetie, finished Iron Banner. No one gives a shit! <laughs> it's surprising because um, I was actually pleased with the Iron Banner. Obviously, I, It plays a lot of fun. I, it's I, so fun. I haven't put blood, sweat, and tears into it, but, you know... Well, I've I been, did. You know, not, I screamed a lot. So what... With this one though, because there isn't the the power advantage and stuff like that, yeah. do you see a clear like differentiation in people's abilities? People's abilities in this now? Absolutely. There were titans that I was um just pumping scout rifle round after yeah. round after round into the dome, and they were like, ha, LOL punch. <laughs> oh God. And sure enough, when I went to inspect them and they had a lot of like rifle perks or whatever stuff that was okay. like boosting up their defenses and, right. and armor and shit. And I was like, damn. All right. Well, 
I'm gonna let that's somebody else handle that asshole. So, so, so is I'm that not gonna stuff, bother. Like, say you have an epic helmet and you have a plus five modifier on it for defense. Does that is that count as a perk? Yeah. Okay. So oh, that, yeah. that's con- that's considered. Oh yeah. So it's not like so the number itself of like say you have like a two hundred five defense whatever. That doesn't necessarily count, but the modifiers yeah. to it are the, the modif- distinguishers. Yeah. Okay, absolutely interesting. Okay, so, I kind of I like that. Though. Yeah, I mean, I it's think good. Better. No, that's what I mean. It's good. It what the the mechanics that it has added and the yeah. just the 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 unique elements of of tweaking tweaking the the already fun crucible is it's great, but it's just the reward was a a big gift wrap turd. So, Louise, are you still going to get it on PC? Dude, I'm still debating it, man. I have been all over the place with you. Video have games been recently. on the fence for this like crazy. I, I really have. Well, think about this way, man. It is October 16th, technically 17th, when this podcast comes out, right? I think. Yeah, it might already be. Yep. No, it's 17th when this podcast comes out. In 10 days, we're going to have Super Mario Odyssey. We're going to have Wolfenstein 2. We're going to have Assassin's Creed Origins. And then a month later, not even a month, uh, two weeks later, we're going to have Battlefront 2. And in all of November, we're also going to have on the Switch Skyrim. We're going to have Doom. We're going to have basically every game you can ever imagine. And don't forget, today you I, have South Park, The Fractured But Whole. That's right. Dude. God. There's what? just too so many much? good games out there to know. sink time into Destiny when I know it's mostly the same thing. Right. And this is where so I feel I mean, bad. And there's nothing wrong with that, too. Right. I, 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 that's just me. Well, like I purchased Destiny already on the PC, and I was like, yeah, when it comes out, I'll definitely play it. But now I'm like, fuck. You're going to be, yeah. you go be swamped, so son. Time time I don't that. know what to do. <laughs> I only it's got really so much vacation things. time. Like, my buddies play on PlayStation, and I still am hesitant, which is weird because before, when nobody played with me, I would still play. But now I'm just kind of in this weird spot where I know there's better games to play. Yeah. And some weird games that I probably shouldn't be playing, but we can talk about those later. Yeah. I say not be playing, but they're from like 2000 is why I say. Right, right. <laughs> um, but so, Iron Banner, man. That's, yeah. Fucking emblems. Fucking emblems. Whatever. It's fine. Is that what year one got? I'm not bitter. Year one from Destiny? I don't, I don't, I'm I don't, I'm I don't sure. know. Austin. I'm pretty sure. You know why? I don't pay attention to emblem. Anytime I've gotten a new emblem in Destiny, my legitimate, my 100% legitimate action is this. Store. <laughs> Hit Stoic. that store button. I, I yeah, hover store. my icon over it so that it stops flashing yes. and leaves me the fuck alone. Just an afterthought anyway. So I have a transition here. I want to talk about another game. <laughs> well, you're that not has good at it, so let's see how this one that goes. That it gives you Shadow of War. Is yes. out. Oh man. It's released. Highly Shadow of War. Anticipated Austin. sequel to Shadow of Mordor. Woo! Tell us. Uh, so did you pay to win? I didn't actually. Okay, good. So the surprising thing, my biggest concern with this game was it was going to be pay to win. And I was I was so hesitant of buying this and I'm like, you know, I'm going to Jump in this game, and it's just going to smack me in the face with, hey, buy the loot chest. Hey, buy this. Hey, you can't get farther. You need to buy this. And like, come on, you know, put your money, put your money in, put your money in, you know, ching, 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 you know, just pull that lever. Right. Just gambling. Yeah. Not like that at all. Okay. Really? Not like that at That's all. good. Really? I have played at least 15 hours, 10 to 15 hours of this game, and I, ha- I have no desire to even look at the marketplace to get stuff. Yeah. So... So they Somewhere, don't like hit you in the head with it or anything they don't. like that. Yeah. I, I heard that, you know, when you hit the menu screen and you, you there's like a they have like this 
what's what is it called? This uh like different alerts that they give you with pictures. Yeah, they tell you, hey, you can do this, hey, you can do this. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, they hit you hard in the menu. And I was like, no, they don't. They actually don't hit you hard at all. That's good. Like they explain some stuff through the game, through progression, like, oh, you can go to the marketplace and do this now because you've, you know, reached a certain point in the game and and that was it, really. Like I've bought a few things. Right. But with the in game currency called uh I think it's Marin or something. Yeah. Uh which you find all over the world. But I was that didn't even want like there's no reason to go there. You can play this game perfectly without ever going to the marketplace. Which I was super surprised. That's awesome. Yeah. Blew my mind. And so, so the gear is also another issue I had. I was like, man, all that gear is gonna be packed in these loot crates, right? Yeah. No, you get you get legendary you can get legendary gear in the first starting area within the first like five hours if you wanted to. Wow. Easily. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So you can be Total badass within the first three hours if you knew exactly what you needed to do. Yeah. Yeah. So if like you knew how to play the game and you knew how to like really go for like the the quote unquote quests. Right. And so All once right. you get past the first area, uh the the captains, the orc captains start having like uh little titles outside uh by their name. One's epic and one's legendary. So if you kill them, you get epic gear. Or you get a legendary gear, depending on what's next to them. Yeah. So right there, it's just like, if you want to, go in, kill these guys, and you're already getting boosted levels like immediately. Yeah. And I loved killing those fucking captains for oh, the yeah. first one. That they was satisfying as shit. Plentiful. Especially when they killed plentiful. you and they would like trash talk and shit. I was like, oh, you motherfucker. It's a, it's a holocaust of orcs. I'm, I'm coming you. for you. <laughs> I, I don't know where they make them, but there is just plentiful orc all about. They make them in the Adventures of Jarheim. There it is. That's, oh, yeah, where, they, that's where they there come from. So story wise, how how is the story in this game? Yeah, it's okay. Oh, that sucks. It, it, <laughs> it, it's it's enticing enough to continue the game forward and want to know what's going to happen. But there's plenty of times where I just completely stop the story, go around, do a bunch of like side quests, kill a bunch of captains. It's they have, more like gameplay, exactly oriented yeah. than yeah. it is. Now, was the first game like that? Because I never played the first game. I didn't play very far. So, yeah. did you feel that same way in the first game, or was the story Maybe more engaging in the first I game? I, I think. Remember. The first game was exactly the same way. I don't think it's ever supposed to be about the story with these because it's nah. I mean, look at the gameplay systems; they're incredible. Yeah, you know, I think the, the 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 focus is on the Nemesis system. Yeah, which I've heard is much better this time around. I'd agree with that. Like uh, the the first one was not about. I mean, the story was there. I mean, yeah, it was quote unquote engaging enough, but it wasn't anything like to write home about. Right. It, right. Revenge, family, kill, huzzah! But the nemesis system was really what fucking drove you to play this game. Like when you got killed by another orc captain, or if you got somebody you were desperate, you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna nail! Oh that. yeah, I'm gonna oh, nail yeah. this dude to oh, the yeah. wall." So, a question for you guys: I really don't remember the first game too much because uh, Metal Gear Solid Five came out after and just sucked my soul dry. <laughs> uh, but did, was there a no chance on some of these captains? Right when because. There gets to a point where you lose all your health, but you get like two tokens to come back and not die. Some captains now have no chance, so you have no chance to actually come back from these deaths that you are these uh, quick time events that save your life, like permadeath. Yes. Well, your character dies and you respawn because oh, okay. because you, you you just that's that's your character. You just come back alive if you die. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that was a Captain Perk before. Okay, it is now, and it is fucking infuriating. The first time that happened, I was so pissed off. So pissed well, off. Just don't die, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's I would easy. never die it's in the first really game. It's really easy, I would Austin. never die. 
Well, this level 32 guy faced me when I was like level 15. I was like, oh, fuck. Run away. Just yeah. Run, just I, run I didn't away, realize bro. until it was too just late. run away. So the cool thing is, I don't think this was in the first one, but you can now have bodyguards from captains. So as you start like recruiting captains, you can set some to be your bodyguard. Interesting. And so I did this, and I got to a captain, and it had no chance. And I was like, fuck, this is it. I'm dead. Well, my bodyguard rushed in and killed this <laughs> it was a it was an ogre so he came in with his hammer and just threw this guy back and then smashed his head and i was like what the fuck so awesome like one of the coolest moments in that game so far wow yeah That's awesome. it, it's a lot of fun once you get into it if, if you love the first one you're gonna love this one and if you're worried about the loot crates don't don't be it's dig not, ditch or delay oh it's complete dig complete dig sweet yeah wow. all right all right so some of the names of these orcs they have the screamer so he just screams. They have this guy, he, he's a rhymer. So he rhymes all the time. And this guy who I don't know is... Did they, they ha- did they have a punter that makes puns all the time? That's you, Brett. That would be my number one <laughs> yeah. fucking target from the get- from the. It, it doesn't matter if he would be like level 86 and I'm a level 2. I would be like, I'm seeking him out. Right. <laughs> I'm going to take his tongue that's from his, him. That's his weakness right there. Oh, man. So if you ever yeah. need to like take puns, out Devin in puns. a game, that's yeah. how you find it. Right. Yeah. Weaken his resolve with puns. I had this one dude who was called... It was like something, uh, the taster or something like that, and... <laughs> All he would say is, tasty, tasty, tasty. Oh, my God. I was like, I cannot wait to kill you. But I needed somebody to start my army, so I got him, right? He turned out to be one of the strongest dudes that I've had in that in that, that section. I was like, what the fuck? Jesus. Tasty, man. So it's cool now because I don't think before you could actually send these guys to the wall uh, where the fort is because you have to, like, break down the, the main wall uh, captains or chiefs in order to get to the, the main chief so it's easier to raid. Right. So you can like infiltrate. So he'll go and he'll fight somebody. And then if he's successful, so it's just like a three minute duel between two orcs, which is actually pretty cool. Um, if your man wins, he actually goes into the castle and becomes like a, a guy inside. Huh? Wow. Yeah. So he a man like, on the inside. Yeah, it's really cool. So the whole big thing now is that you can actually raid uh, these fortresses. And I have to say they're they're pretty freaking awesome. Yeah. They're pretty awesome. That's cool. So you start like getting these characters and then when you go into the raid mode, you can pick which guys you want to come with you to siege this uh fortress. And I think there's like f- six spots and each tier or each spot has like different uh abilities you can take with you. So some like you can have wargs, you can have guys that run up and explode the gate, um uh, not wargs, uh, caragors. Yeah. Or you can have uh one guy can have a dragon. Or he can have the uh, the grog, this giant uh, beast like creature. What was the name of the trolls? Uh, no, not trolls. That the thing from Star Wars, the Return of the Jedi, Rancor. Rancor it's, it's basically yeah, like a Rancor. Rancor. Yeah. yeah, the grog, and it just goes in there and just. Or you can have orgs, like a battalion of orgs, just come in there and just wreak havoc. And dude, it's awesome because like every, you send everyone to charge. So you watch this like kind of cutscene where everyone's charging, and then you charge with them, and then. The, I have a I had a grog that had a catapult on him, so it shoots the main door down. We just rush in, and there's all these guys. I'm just like, ah, just ah, it's epic. Did you ever wish in any of those moments that this was a co-op game where you could have yes. a friend in there? Yes, oh. man, this sounds like something that'd be such a blast if, if you only, had yeah. a couple of friends to if like raid only. together. 
So yeah. to get to the the main chief in the back, you have to take these points, and as you progress in the game, the points become more uh, start to to go. It's one point, two points, three points, and when I got to, it was four points. So you, as soon as you capture these points, it's basically hold the point, you hit this flag down, everyone gets thrown back to this enemy. Yeah, and then you get to the chief then. And he is just fucking, they're brutal, man. They are brutal. Dang. I had this one dude who had a bunch of guys. He, they kept spawning in, spawning and getting in my way. And I had to face this guy like three times. It was just, it's it's something else. Man. Well, yeah. Might have to check it out. Yeah. If you want to. <laughs> do, you, do you think you have to play the first game? Oh, absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely Good. not. No, they do a I'm whole like refresher. It. Screw of, it. Yeah. Skipping it. Wow. Straight to the second one. I dig it. You're that kind of player. It's fine. I am. It's whatever. I All right, am. let's move it on. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up our game segment this week. We are going to take a quick break and come back for our video game news. So yeah, stay tuned. from around the world. You're listening to The Inner Gamer. All right, it's time for our video game news. In this segment, we share the best headlines from the week in the gaming industry. First up on our list, Oculus. We haven't talked about virtual reality in a while, but it's been a while, we are. Yeah. We are now. We got, we got some Oculus news. Oculus has revealed the Oculus Go, a wireless VR headset for $200 that does not require a smartphone. That's crazy. Completely standalone. Obviously, it's going to be diminished a little bit. They haven't brought up the specs yet, but this is a... The f- first to the market from a big company VR headset that is completely standalone wireless. You can just walk around with it on your head. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, w- I watched the trailer to this um, and it was like, look at this product. It's beautiful. And the only thing they showed that it was sim- like resembling any sort of virtual reality was like, a soccer game in real life. It wasn't even like 3D. <laughs> like, am, I, like, are we using this to watch TV now? Like from the sidelines, or like what? what yeah. What? What is That's this? Exactly what it means. That, that, well, yeah, it's in. I mean, they they said it doesn't have fully tracked motion controls or the inside out tracking, so it can't track like where you're going, like as you're walking. It can't track that, right? And it doesn't have motion controls tracked inside, so you can't walk around the space, and it mimics that. But um, it also doesn't mention anything about the touch controllers, which I find to be very interesting. I wonder if you can use touch controllers with it. But um, I mean, my guess is not. Probably not. But yeah. how badass would that be? Stand still and just like flail your arms around, and start punching people. Man, that'd be sick. <laughs> what? Man, yeah. violence against other people? Yes. <laughs> Love it. So cool. But I mean, it's it's cool that they're. It's it's weird because VR has gone from such a conversation to such not a conversation. Uh, it's it's trying to still make its way in and it's finding its place, which is still kind of interesting to see, like if it's actually going to take root somewhere or not. Yeah, I think it. I think it will. There were some pretty badass games I saw in the Oculus Store yesterday. I, fi- I finally jumped back into it, and there was a couple of free games on there that looked really nice, and there was. Um, a lot of story-driven games that look very intriguing. Um, you know, kind of... Uh, there's one that looked kind of like Amnesia, um, but in VR. But there's, there's some interesting concepts. Amnesia, you're showing. speaking my language there, bro. All right. And now you can get it free on the PlayStation Store this month. There you go. There it is. Check it out. But um, 
Next article we have, Fortnite, Battle Royale. We've talked about this a couple times. It has claimed more than 10 million players. Oh, shit. Epic says that there has 10 been... 10 million or 1 million? 10, 10 million. Wow. That's yeah. insane. That is a lot of it players. Hit, it hit 1 million in the first day. Now it's claimed more than 10 million. So that's more than 44 total hours sunk into the game thus far. Um, yeah, so... There was that whole hype about the the conflict with PUBG being like, oh, you stole our idea. But then it came to be that it was actually more, you know, they were just upset that they didn't come talk to them ahead of time, essentially. But now they're... Blah, blah, blah. I think that's all kind of cleared up. Everything is good about that. But PUBG is such a big, strong contender in the space, and they're continually hitting records every day. And then this thing comes along, and it's it's growing faster, actually. But I mean, it's also free, so there's there's that no, it's caveat that comes into it. Yeah, this is free. The battle royale is free. You don't have to buy the founders pack or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. I've played it a lot actually on consoles. It's really fun. Yeah. I thought you had to buy this because I thought it was nope. part of the whole thing. You don't got to buy shit. So, yeah, it's exactly like PUBG. It's it's super relaxed. It's very casual. It's very easy, in my opinion, at least compared to PUBG. Like, I've won maybe, I don't know, 20 games in PUBG, and I've already won about the same in Fortnite, playing maybe 10 hours total. Dang. Yeah. That's cool. So what do you think it is that makes it easier? Just, like, the mechanics are simpler? Like, the the gameplay and all that? It's super easy. I mean, you drop, you pick up weapons. There's no attachments. There's nothing like that. You can build stuff, like little huts and stuff to keep you from getting shot at. But otherwise, there's no ADS, there's no leaning, there's no real strategy. You just, I mean, yeah, there's strategy, but you just drop and go. And console players are just, by their very nature, much more casual than PC players. Yeah. So it's just very fun to play. I think on console, it'll probably have a bigger grip than PUBG eventually. Interesting. Yeah, I'd, I'd go with that. You guys sure. going to pick it up? If it's free, yeah, I'll yeah. try. I want to try it out. I, I mean, mean, shit, if it's free, what am I complaining about? Yeah, I've been I've been playing it on PlayStation. It's really fun. If y'all want to play, just let me know, man. Yes, all, all right. Just download it and <laughs> just get to go, dude. And it's gonna be free. Uh, I think forever. So sweet. Until they have loot boxes. Until uh, they have loot boxes. <laughs> Let's not speaking. go there, please. Well, speaking of loot boxes <laughs> and microtransactions. And uh, there's an article that came out on PC Gamer that says that Microsoft or micro, Microsoft microtransactions and DLC have literally tripled the value of the gaming industry. So we've talked about <laughs> our distaste for loot boxes, microtransactions, all that stuff. But from a business standpoint, yes. they're extremely lucrative. Yes. And they're making tons of money. Yes. So what does that mean for us? We're stuck Fuck. with them. Yeah, we really We're are. Screwed. I mean, as a business and industry, it's good to see it's growing and that people are going to want to put more money into it. But what must go up must come down at some point. That's all I got to say. They said that in 2016, a quarter of all digital revenue from PC games with an upfront cost, meaning like $60 or whatever, came from additional content. So a quarter of their digital revenue came from the added content that was in the game. Which is crazy. I can go off on a tangent right now. I don't want to. Dude, it's nuts. <laughs> so what do you guys make think it about worth this? it, you know, not fucking I, I mean Star Wars. Here's the th- like at least for me, we're talking about the extra cost to a game that we all have wildly different opinions about, good, bad, or indifferent. 
I hate to even concede this point, but if it's tripling your numbers, what are you going to do? Don't don't fix what ain't broke. Yeah. Like this this is just going to it's going to keep going until we as consumers, I mean we vote with our dollar, so but I'm also going to keep buying shit like cool skins for whatever, but Well, see, I'm okay yep. with that. I'm a I am I am I am a consumer whore. Oh, what what's that's... that a what's that a Dark Souls skin for my Roadhog character? Done. Imagine Dark Souls and Zelda. Holy shit. Jesus I'd buy Christ. fucking I'd buy, I'd buy 10 copies. Shit. I think I I understand why it happens. I don't care about them unless you're Assassin's Creed and you lock a mission behind something mm. like behind a door. Yeah, yeah a, like a paywall, that's upsetting. But I could give a fuck about Overwatch loot boxes and Rocket League loot boxes, which, by the way, I buy a lot of Rocket League loot boxes. <laughs> uh, or keys for loot boxes. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, why stop it? It doesn't do anybody really any harm until you get to the point of locking actual content behind a wall. But if you're telling me, like, if I'm playing Super Mario and I can't have Mario's normal skin because it's locked behind a paywall, that would piss me off. But yeah, if it's cosmetic, I feel like there's justification for it. Not to mention games are cheaper now than they've ever been. Right. That's also very and, true. I don't. I I forget that point all the time that we're no longer in this this stagnant wheelhouse of, of the sixty buck of the sixty buck game. Yeah. True. true. Yeah. It's actually even like James, the games have gotten cheaper. Like I used to buy N sixty four. My parents used to buy N sixty four games for like eighty bucks. Like and. Boom. N64 games were $80. I don't remember that. Then again, yeah, I, I, I didn't buy were, them. <laughs> they were $80. So were Super Nintendo games. I think Final Fantasy 3 on the Super Nintendo was $80 cuz it was such a big cart. Games are much much cheaper now. And if anything, like if games have to go up in price, consumers going to get mad, but at least people can justify uh, and by people I mean uh developers people who actually make games, they can justify giving you all the content, including cosmetics. But why not just put it and make it optional because not everyone wants it to begin with. Like keep the game fifty nine ninety nine. Otherwise games are gonna get more expensive. So right. I'm cool with it. I could yeah. give a fuck. And it's interesting too because I mean it's it makes sense for them because if you make something cheaper at the onset, you're gonna get people in, you're gonna get people hooked and then yep by continually bringing out this new content, you've already got them locked into your system. So then now it's just a matter of, okay, here, here's this. It's it's only $5. You know, here's $10. Yeah. Here's that. I think people just really only want to see the negatives. But in, in a lot of ways, keeping the game $60 and doing it this way, unless you're locking actual gameplay content behind a wall, is actually more consumer-friendly than people realize. Yep. That's just me. Crazy. So if you guys go back to episode 139, you'll hear our conversation about games as a service, which is basically what this has created is with these right. Right. transactions and DLC and stuff like that, that has created this industry that is now being called games as a service, which every game next year, I bet you over half of them will be some form of games, game as a service where they're trying to lock you in for a longer period of time to keep you engaged and interested in their game so that well, that's how you they can make that how you make the money, man, all that three times yeah, or people. They lock you in with the promise of keeping you around for that. And then your game just fizzles out. A la, uh, battleborn Wildlands. Uh, well, battleborn. I think it was like free to begin with. 
uh, and then it went paid. And that Battleborn no, is just a lost cause. Battleborn and was then, paid at the beginning because I then, paid for um, it, unfortunately. Yeah, me too. What's the other one? Um, For Honor. For Honor was another one that was yeah. supposed to be kind oh. of games as a service as well. I don't know. Community it's a weird model, that but... One. What? Yeah. So the community yeah. ruined that one. Well, it's funny because, you know, Rainbow Six Siege was one that was also games as a service kind of model, and then it bomb for the first year and then they somehow like brought it back and now there's still people playing that game that are like hardcore yeah, into it's it it's top 10 steam yeah it's insane but um anyway so that's interesting but uh humble bundle do you guys know humble bundle humble bundle yeah the, the charity site you can go on a humble bundle and you can pay what you want to get a x amount of games usually indie games and you pay a little bit more and you get additional content with it they were just acquired by the big mega media house IGN, which we all know is like they're pumping out reviews and content for every console system, yeah. everything out there. Like yeah. they're huge. They just bought Humble Bundle. The reasons for their purchase of Humble Bundle is currently unclear, but they've bought them. Humble Bundle has recently started publishing games um, under their name Humble Bundle. So I don't know if IGN wants to get into the publishing space of some kind with that purchase um but anyway they've bought it and now ign owns humble bundle so curious to see where that what, what happens next yeah i don't know what that's about maybe it's going to be sort of a way for them to because i don't know if you also noticed like they started a bunch of different new types of content like right they're doing more interview type things like they're they're kind of moving in a in a different direction i wonder if maybe that is why they're going to maybe become more of like a rooster teeth versus you know just reporting news all the time i could and see that happening a publishing company would be awesome yeah i mean you could pick up new games you know indies and hit home with that easily have you guys ever listened to the uh ign unfiltered podcast uh no it's very good you should check it out cool. comes out once a month and it's like long form interviews. Oh wait, no, I've seen it with uh, with Ryan McCaffrey. Yes, I think so. Yeah, yeah, he's the guy who does the Xbox too. Yeah, yeah the those Xbox are very guy. Good. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's also ah, uh, what's his name? Um, I forgot his name. He does very similar uh, deep dive interviews like that too. Always interesting stuff. But a publishing company slash like, what are they going to do with the indie game side of that? I have no idea what they would do that. Like, what they would do with that. I don't know. That'll, that'll be curious. It's it's weird because I used to buy off of Humble Bundle a lot, and then I realized half the stuff I bought on Humble Bundle I never played. Yeah. So I stopped doing it. But for it that all goes reason. to charity, or a lot of but it goes does, to charity. It does so. all go to charity. So it's you feel good about yourself, but at the same time, I'm like, man, I'm not. I don't. See, I don't know. I don't know what that's gonna do. Yeah. I really don't. Maybe they're <laughs> just gonna buy it for the publishing wing and just keep Humble Bundle separate. I don't know. I just like saying Humble Bundle. Humble bundle. Humble, humble bundle, humble bundle. Oh, th- dude, this this month's humble bundles, um, uh, Borderlands, all the Borderlands games. Oh, really? Like four, oh, yeah, yeah, it's like fourteen bucks gets you a bunch of other random games, and then the wow. three Borderlands games. Oh, yeah, it's not like a bad deal. Or something. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty good. That's good. So, last story we have <laughs> of the day: John Carpenter. Oh most yeah, John known Carpenter for his horror. You know, you know John Carpenter. You know John Carpenter. You guys know yeah. this? Yeah, yeah, John freaking John Carpenter, Carpenter fans. You know? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fucking amazing. There it's like you go. The most generic name of all time, but yes. it is very generic. John Carpenter is uh, a big fan of Destiny. Destiny 2, actually. <laughs> so crazy. He's, he's getting up there in age, and he was in an interview recently that was reported on to Kotaku, and uh, he basically said that um, 
he's dedicating his life to learning how to play Destiny. At That's his age, why not? so insane. Keeps him out of trouble. As so, he says. There you go. You get you get up to that age, just like, well, what am I going to do? <laughs> well, I could do. I could well, enough of all these the Escape from L.A. movies and vampires and whatnot. Let's fucking play Destiny. Yeah, why not? Check it out. So watch him actually walk into Bungie's office. And be like, I have some suggestions for your next script. So I have to say though, Devin, you'll appreciate this. John Carpenter. Yeah is the best class in the game. As you and I both know, he is a warlock. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. He goes by the name. He, he is 69 Goreface years old. With a three. Goreface with a three. I love, I love this man. Yes. It's so, sad to know that he's as awesome. old because, God, he made some good movies. He's yeah. made some amazing movies. What else has he made besides the thing? I'm trying to think. Uh, he's made Escape from L.A., Escape yeah. from New York. He's made uh, the uh, the um, Halloween. Hallo- oh, God, Halloween. They oh, Live. Wow. Uh, they Live is probably one of my absolute favorite like cult movies of all time. Yeah. I love yeah. that damn movie with Rowdy yeah. Roddy Piper. Oh, so good. Man, he's got quite a, quite he a pedigree. He has a list. He's John fucking Carpenter. I know. Just, just it's crazy. <laughs> he directed some of the uh, Simpsons TV series. Anyway, nope. interesting. Or well, he was a writer. Quirky dude, man. No, he was quirky, quirky man. Quirky guy, indeed. Don't give a shit. He's awesome. Yes, so he's he playing is. Destiny too. So that's good pretty for awesome. him. Good for him. That's what I want to be like him when I'm old. There it's you go. Seventy year, nearly seventy years old, still bothering kids on video games. <laughs> Back when I was your age, we were making practical effects with ketchup and sugar. Well, that's going to wrap it up for our news this week. If there's something that we missed, we want to hear from you. Email us at hello at dinnergamer.net, and we'll talk about it next week. Please um, don't email us any gory things. From John Carpenter? From email Bart. us all the yeah. John Carpenter gore. All email this, it directly with subject line, Devin. this It'll is for Brett. Oh, my gosh. No, no, no way. We'll be back after the break with our discussion topic this week. So stay tuned, guys. We'll be back. You're listening to The Inner Gamer. So this week, our discussion topic is going to be a uh, slightly serious one, but now I don't really know what's going to happen. But we're going to talk about... We take this industry very seriously. We take it very seriously. Yes. No one makes it more serious than me. I'm the most serious person you've ever seen when it comes to these topics. I talk to the president of the Virgin Islands, and he also takes it very seriously. Which is basically me. So no one, I can assure you, I can tell you that. Go ahead. So have you guys... My name is Brett (laughs) Yanoski. So have you... Have you guys had games that, like franchises, you know, like a series of games yeah. that you really enjoy? You're oh, like, yes. man, yeah, I cannot yeah. wait till the oh, next game comes out. Love it. I'm just so excited. Absolutely. And then that I game mean, comes out and you're just like, this game sucks. Yeah. Like, what this happened? is downright garbage. Yeah. Has that ever happened to you? Like a big pile of shit was just if laid in your lap. this has happened to you, call 1-800-500. Oh. <laughs> This is all just one big troll for like a, a, an ad at the yeah. end of the podcast. I work for you. I'm Jim Adler. Ah, oh, damn it! This was an ad the whole time. Why don't they let us skip? Anyway, so we want to talk about basically poor video game launches that were in a franchise that we really loved and adored. Yeah. So I want to ask ask you guys. I want to start start it off by saying Halo. Let's start with that. Oh, 
We've had Halo. Everybody here, I think, has played Halo at some point in their lives, and they've really I've enjoyed heard it, of right? It. And then we had Halo 5 come out. And Halo 5, to me, is a garbage game in a series of good games. Do you agree? Do you, do you uh, yeah, I will say that yeah. it's a garbage game in a series of mostly mediocre games. Okay, okay, there you go. That's good. I disagree. That's good. <laughs> well, I mean, this is like super fanboy over here. So, like... Austin is of boys, like yet the Devin Halo fan has the Master Chief helmet. Yeah, I bought the legendary third game edition one. It was like one of the best games of the series. I want to be cool yeah, like that. Actually, Devin. yeah, the, the best multiplayer for sure. <laughs> Point. So there was that made. silence. De- yeah, I know. The defense rests, <laughs> Your Honor. So what what else have you guys played in the past that you're well, I mean no, you're really let's, enjoying? Let's, no, no, no. You want to come back to Halo? I want to go back to this Halo, Halo thing. Halo. Let's, yeah. let's, let's finish Halo. Let's finish this. About let's it. talk about this because okay. I have bitched about Halo for years. Years. And now that we're on this fifth one that was a giant pile of omelette du garbage. What was it that, that let you that down? Language. What was it that let you down? Requisition the whole fucking packs. story. <laughs> Requisition packs. The story that was promised as a story that well, didn't yeah. actually what exist. Great, the, the marketing I'm, to I'm, the I'm actual going, game. And I'm glad you said that because that was going to be my point. What brilliant marketing oh, for Halo God. 5. Hunt the truth. Holy shit. I want to play this game right now. Hunt the truth. Why is this guy after the Master Chief? The Master Chief is this beacon of honor and 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 heroism and and self-sacrifice, what could he have possibly have done to earn the scorn of this legendary hero? Oh, that has nothing to do with the fucking game I'm playing? Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, A.K.A. Exactly. horseshit. Horseshit. So, please, why, why even make the game when your marketing team doesn't even know what the game is about? selling your game. It was either that or they knew they didn't have much and they're like, well, we got to fucking sell this somehow, so let's just create this other campaign, which, I mean, I don't know which it is, but you it's one of You know what that those. sounds like? That sounds like a game that I played before. Oh, wait, Destiny. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that happened, too. Let's Bungie, that Bungie had happens. a bit of a track record. That's fine. Well, I mean, Halo 5 wasn't Bungie, though. You know, that was 343. I have to say, Halo 4, I thought was was okay. Yeah. It was it was yeah. worth playing, but it wasn't I like, like I'm gonna 4. go back and play. I this. was impressed. I would. I mean, I had. A, I wasn't a Halo fan that much. I mean, I played Halo multiplayer for a long time. I played Halo One, Halo Two, Halo Three with friends, but I never owned Halo until Halo Reach. Actually, that was the first Halo I ever bought in stores, and that was a good game. I loved Halo Reach. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I got ODST. I did not like ODST. Oh. What? Yeah, that was terrible. That was just complete garbage. I just want to see your ODST is yeah. a, was pretty dang good. Yeah. Which I wish they, they continued that. It was Halo ODST was the most genuine, in my opinion. It was genuine. It was it was slow for me. There was some, a lot of slow moments Get happening. Here. Get the hell out of here. I mean, I know video games. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I know what I'm talking about. Video games. Uh, what about you, yeah. Austin? What's your most hated franchise letdown? Yeah, it was Halo Five. That's Seriously, it. really? Yeah, yeah. So everybody's well, just, that's just so I got Halo. so I got so pumped about it, and I bought the freaking you know uh, limited edition Xbox 
hoping for this great like oh yeah you know, right. oh wow this great thing Ooh. dropped five hundred dollars I did you bastard <laughs> dropped five hundred dollars played that game didn't play another Xbox game and I eventually sold wow. it just sat on oh. it, it was a giant paperweight after I played literally Halo 5. Halo Five killed the Xbox for him yeah it killed the Xbox for Austin dude that is some next level style scorn there man yeah yeah yeah. I sold my uh I sold it to get my PS4 Pro actually. <laughs> I was like, I don't know why I have oh, this. Damn. And I bought the Xbox Live for a year. I was like, fuck this Xbox. You're dead to me. Yeah. Anyway. I still have Xbox Live, but I don't use it hardly ever. My my Xbox is in that closet right yeah, there. Yeah, I saw actually. it in there. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I like, need to I need to pull it out at some point and play it. But <laughs> no, it's not even set up. I'm like I don't even touch set, it. You could set it up in the room you're sitting in right now. I could literally that you're looking. Literally, at right I now. could. <laughs> literally, I really could, but but I don't. I don't because no. there's nothing on what, I want to play. Yeah, what are you gonna play? Dark Souls. Yeah. you got Dark yeah. Souls. Yeah, I got Dark. Yeah, Souls. you can play Dark Souls. I've been know, trying Cuphead to get you to play forever. Play anywhere. So I'm gonna get on PC because you it's could play awesome. Sunset Overdrive. That's I do have that. Put put that finger down. Put that finger down. Yeah, you know that you're you're pretty spot on about that. Yeah. So Call of Duty, that that's another game for me. That's like a a hated franchise in moments. Like let's let's say Black Ops Three. Like Black Ops was good when it first came out. Black Ops Two was okay. Black Ops Three was just garbage, garbage, if I could put it that way. It was just not good. You can't put it that way. There was a moment where I walked into a room and there was a like torpedo on the ceiling and. In order to initiate the action in that room, I had to shoot that torpedo. Otherwise, nothing happened. I had to trigger that gunshot on that torpedo for anything to happen. This was like, what, two years ago? Something like that? A year? Yeah. Yeah, two years ago. That, no, that doesn't happen. And then there was an AI character that was like frozen, like stuck, couldn't move anywhere. And I was like, okay, what am I going to do with this character? I need to get to the next room. The door won't open. So I just like walked around that character for a little bit. It was an enemy. I walked around in circles for like three or four minutes. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to pop him in the head. It was actually a girl. Pop the girl in the head. And then the door opened. And then it initiated the next action. I'm like, these guys are in a war right now. And they're waiting for me to kill this one person to activate the next scenario. Of the war that yeah, they're they were waiting on you, Brett. They were clearly waiting on me. I. Was, you got so far in that game. I played five minutes of the game, and I was like, "I'm done with this." Yeah, I kind of. I, I am. Game. I am actually done with this game. Yeah. So what else? Zombies what else fun. you guys got? Um. So mine is a bit of an offshoot, just because I've been such a fan of this series for so long. Um. I've always been a Super Metroid fan. Mm. Played the original Metroid yeah. on the NES. Played the Super Metroid on the Super Nintendo, which was one of my absolute favorites, and then. Metroid Prime happened. And I know other people loved it on the GameCube. I despised it. Wow. I hated every second that I was like, <laughs> this is first person. Why the fuck is this happening? Um, yeah, I, I can understand that. But Metroid Prime was also like, it basically created the modern first person shooter. Yeah. Because it was like twin stick. Yep. Because there wasn't twin stick up to that point until Halo came around, but you know what came before that, or at the same time, if not at the same time, uh, was Metroid Prime. Dude. Metroid Prime. I can understand it. 
It was uh, difficult. It was I'd a say, difficult I'd transition. Say it if you can, having played FPSs now, I'd say I it. might. And if you look at it in a different lens, because it still has the same kind of uh, progression as Metroid, right? You have to go here, then you have to go back. You have to do all that kind of backtracking stuff. Yeah, but not necessarily as much as would be necessary. But it was just. Yeah, but I mean, it was. It was just so jarring, like going from a two D side scroller to that. And it yeah, just that's right. It, it skipped. It skipped N sixty four. It's completely, completely skipped Nintendo sixty four. Just completely skipped it. And we got to the GameCube, and I was like, "What is this? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Where's that, that Samus?" Pro- that might be, I feel like that's probably the the reason why. Because if there was if there was like a three D but side scrolling Metroid, like they had Mega Man on the N sixty four, which oh, was not great. It was awful. It was not great. I mean, just like Superman, right? There were these kind of like half-assed attempts at a real good 3D game on a console that wasn't really ready for it. Uh, I can understand that. At least Samus Returns is here, and that game is apparently decent, but not. Oh yeah, not that good. Yeah, it's it's not great, but it's. I heard positive things. It'll get I there. Heard positive things. It'll get there. Yeah, it'll get yeah. there. Yeah, but there's just so many different Metroidvanias now. Like you, you can get your fix. That's true. Yeah. yeah. It just stinks. Like Metroid is in a weird stasis. Like, it, yeah, Metroid Prime Four was announced, and some people are super stoked. Some people think it shouldn't happen. But where else is Metroid gonna go? Like Samus Aran, it, it like that needs to be a first person shooter. It how, has to. Yeah. How many times can she go back to Zibus? I mean, I would love a third person Metroid. That'd be cool. I'd be okay like with that. Yeah, I think that'd be really. Cool. I'd be great be with that. Sick. Actually, I would. I would, I would be that. perfectly fine with that. I uh, like. Remember when sick. they announced uh, Star Wars thirteen thirteen, and that was like third person over don't the shoulder. Don't, don't even get me started. Like, don't even get me started. I could between see that, that same and, look between that and Star Wars bounty hunter. I was just like, oh. yeah, <sighs> man, that would be freaking awesome. That's sad. I guess we'll see what happens there. I think Halo's a lost cause, man. I don't know if Halo's ever going to come back at no. least to the way that it needs to, unless they just completely nix the numbers and start with Halo again. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which wouldn't surprise me. They, they would probably yeah. do it. Um, it's yeah. Been, it's already been like 17 years, man. Oh, Damn, man, that's crazy. That's crazy. There's a, there's a game that uh, Awesome is pulling up a list of uh, worst sequels to games, and Test Drive Unlimited was one that I was obsessed with. Oh my like, god! You were know, you I'm really? A, I'm a racing game guy. Yeah, right? oh, that, oh, I mean, you're a racing game person. I just didn't think you'd be a test drive guy. No, test dude, test drive is my jam. I played <laughs> the hell out of test drive, like all of them. But test drive unlimited was different because it was an open world on the island of Oahu. Okay, you could travel the entire island of Oahu, and there was literally one of the quests that you could do. You would get on a, a like a like a Kawasaki motorcycle that was and you cool. would ride that was cool 100 miles around and literally that 100 miles you're going 100 miles an hour what would take an hour what like it was real true to life time in the game and i sat there for an hour and ran that entire border of that course it's like this is so good and they brought out test drive limited 2 and that game just just bombed it just wasn't good they put it in uh the island of ibiza which is in Europe. Ibiza, yeah. yeah. and it it looked awesome, but man, just nothing changed. It was the exact same game, but in a new island, but not as good mechanics. It just, it so just wasn't degressed. Good. Well, and I think yeah. I th- well, and I think that's that this funny. is I think that this is something that's worth bringing up at this point for for this discussion. You know, we talk about 
different releases in a franchise and whether it's a sequel sequel or a fourth, fifth or sixth installment into something. Right. It's almost like you have to start asking um, developers. It's like, are you even trying anymore? Or are you putting like any effort into the games at all? Or are you just cashing in on the name? Because there were games that were that have great sequels, like the Uncharted series. Like yeah. it's wonderful. It's a wonderful series of stories, and the gameplay greatly improves. As well as the stories are still pretty good. Then you have games like when we get to Mega Man Six. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> oh. Mega oh. Man just had like this chunk of games in the middle that I just wish could all die. And then, like yeah. once we get to no, like, the later fair. ones, I'm like, all right. And then they went to shit again, and now we're you know now Mega Man doesn't even exist. It's sad. I could say, oh, that's another good one. I guess Mega Man. It, it did. It went like this really fast, and then it just oh, went. just plummeted, just absolute, just <laughs> absolutely, just took like a done. shit on itself. Done. But then they had like Mega Man and Base, and like then you could start playing with like all these other people, and uh, it was fun, I guess. But it's just Mega Man, dude. It didn't really have a place to grow. Like you can't have a first person Mega Man. That'd be stupid. I'm just gonna th- go out there and predict the future that that's what's gonna happen in Metal Gear. Like you guys love the Metal Gear franchise, I'm sure. And then Metal Gear Survive is gonna come out, and you're gonna be like, Shit. "I have absolutely zero desire to play Mega Man or um, Metal, Metal Gear, Gear Survive. Survive." Yeah, absolutely none. Yeah, none. I don't think Metal Gear will continue past that. No, I don't think, I don't think so either. With, property, I say, with, I think they realize that without their boy Hideo, they're done. Yeah, they, they need to just put. Put put the put the book put How the put the brand to rest. Fuck that up, man. <laughs> Easy, you fuck over Hideo Kojima and he yep. moves on to a, to start his own video game company. <laughs> Which is probably good. <laughs> Sorry, cool. that is just glorious. So um, so Austin, you have uh, some Assassin's Creed stuff you want? To yeah, about? is that what you're going I, for? I it? was kind of a I was a big Assassin's Creed up to three, but I think yeah, me too. Did you like three though? I couldn't get through the first one. I did you like did, three, wait, but I feel like okay, okay. To be I, fair, the first one that's is true. Terrible. The first the one's one is bad. The it is first one's a proof of concept, which failed. The second one is like oh, this is the game it should have been. Hold on, did you say the first one was a proof of concept? Do you mean the same formula that Ubisoft continuously fucking does yeah. and ruins gamers on their IP because they can't complete a fucking game in its entirety? Interesting point! It's it's funny because uh, Assassin's Creed introduced the whole, like, climb the tower right. and then jump off to, like, expose the world concept mechanic. And then all of a sudden, like, every game had that. Far Cry had that. you know how many times that, I've had, had people had tell me, oh. you need to play the rest of the Assassin's Creed? No, I don't. I played the first one. No, I played the first one. You should one. play Black Flag. No, I played the first one. Black Flag's cool. No, I played the first one. The, the, the trilogy. <laughs> no, I played the first one. Continue saying rebuttals. I mean, so you... Three was okay. Black Flag was cool with the ships. But yeah. when Rogue and Unity came out, it just... It just... But think about like two, like Assassin's the, no, Creed. We're two. talking about Rogue Revelation. and <laughs> Okay. Apparently, Syndicate was good. I have that still on my shelf. I haven't played, I played it yet. Syndicate. But, it, was, it was pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, apparently, Rogue and Unity was just riddled with bugs and 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 unfinished bullshit, and just got such so, a bad okay. rap. So, I'm uh, a slight side rant on that. It's okay. This is what has always frustrated me with Ubisoft. Is this company continuously has done nothing but 
it will take a great idea for an element in a game, whether it's a game mechanic or the gimmick that it's supposed to like really ride and make it like really meaty. It just, it doesn't capitalize on it and see it to fruition. It just won't. Great, I mean, we, great we, idea. Great bad idea. Execution. Horrible execution. Look at Far Cry Five. That's a good example. I'm, I'm I going to tell I you. I want to predict. Oh, there you go. Gonna, yeah. It's not going to be that's good. Exactly. I played the. I played it at E3, and I have to say, I wasn't impressed. Well, because they they pitched it as like this. They're trying to make a statement almost with their their right. idea, and then when right. people started playing it, it's like. This is just a fun sandbox that you can just go around and shoot things. Right. There's no feel good. meaningful. It doesn't feel good to play it. Yeah. Yeah. But and and to go like to go with that, it's like they they take these elements that they're like, we're gonna make this thing in our game amazing, but fuck everything else. For instance, in Far Cry Five, the giant sandbox element hiring people to come in like blow shit up with you when really when i think about far cry 5 what attracted me in the first place was this is a localized cult terrorist group i would love to explore that story yeah oh yeah something about that sounds amazing to play against like that's awesome but no we're gonna fuck that story and it's just tacked on yeah. When that's supposed to be your centerpiece. Yeah. Supposed to be your centerpiece. Supposed to be. Supposed to be. So do you guys remember the ba- Batman Arkham series? Absolutely. So yeah. do you remember Batman Arkham Origins? Oh, yeah. yeah. Apparently that wasn't very good. I never played it because everybody told me it was terrible. Yeah. Well, it but wasn't made It wasn't made by... Um, Rocksteady? Yeah, it wasn't made by Rocksteady. Really? Okay. It was I, made by... Uh, it's why, why I skipped but that one. That's so. Yeah, it was still good, but not amazing. That's disappointing to me that when they when they do things like that, you have a, a consistent, steady, like steady, like proven studio that develops these games, and then they like throw in. Let's just tack on this other per, well, other and, group that's never touched this property before. A prime example for that is um, L.A. Noir. Rockstar has always had a fantastic formula for making its games. Yes, it's sandbox, but it's this giant open world, and you get to explore all of it, and you get to see the nooks and cranes of all the things you're doing. And then they come out with L.A. Noir, which was, again, a great concept for them, but they gave it to somebody else to make, and it tanked. I thought they did make that. They just published it? Yeah. Oh. Man, I like the game for like the the story and the the mechanics in the game. But sure. it was I, I can see that now. now but it was a stagnant that, story that no matter what your choices and decisions were all yeah, at the same point. And, none, yeah, and also on no, that, no influence. But then the world too, like, you know, Grand Theft Auto, like you can just like roam around the world and find cool shit. Yeah. And in this one, like there wasn't it was kind of like Mafia 3 for me, not Mafia 3, Mafia 2. I never played Mafia 3, but Mafia 2 was that way. It had this open world, but there was no point to have an open world because the open world didn't do anything. Like, it was there, and it looked nice, but there wasn't anything to do in that world. And that's what I felt with L.A. Noir. So what do you think, then, that these companies have... Why is it that they failed? Why is it that these games have been the, <laughs> the antithesis of a success? I got it. 
It becomes a machine. I mean, these are all like late iterations in these huge franchises, and it's just like, all right, what can we dish out next? What do fans want? What can we? I mean, I don't want to say they're milking us, but in no, a way but, they are. No, but to that point, again, it's my complaint with Ubisoft is they're not thinking of a game in its entirety. To them, they're thinking of what concept can I sell right now? What's a cool concept I can sell right now? Yeah. Ooh, a bunch of military mercs fighting in Guatemala. Ooh, cool. That's nice. Guatemala. Guatemala. That's bro, bro. That's bro. It 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 just does it when 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 that's all you're selling your game on, it's gonna inevitably be a failure, right? At least in my opinion, I agree. And then you have successful franchises. We're kind of pulling them up right now and looking through them. But like the Pokemon series, Pokemon has had how many games like in its entirety in its lifespan? Wow, a lot. I don't, I don't even know where to begin. So, I, so Game Informer put out an article about the life of Pokemon and talked about how how they developed their games. And it was interesting the way that they approach development versus everybody else in that they look at like they they had the uh you know they had the Pokemon red and blue and then they had the ruby and sapphire and then they had the gold and silver and they always had like a double game thing that they're putting out. And it was kind of like with the the iPhone where you have the iPhone 6 and then you have the 6 plus. They would have a game series and then you have an additional game series, but it was kind of like a half step towards the next game, but it wasn't a full step. And the way that they approached that was, what can we do differently here? Oh, let's change the setting, but leave everything else the same. That was kind of the way that they approached game design was what minute change could we make? And then it was really drastic when they went from 2D to 3D. That was a huge shift. But then after that, they kind of like kept it the same. So now we have we have Pokemon Sun and Moon, and now we have Ultra Sun and Moon, which the differences between those two games are very minute, but they're still going to sell a shit ton. Right. Which is crazy. But they've just like, they are a machine-based company. Mainly because it's also a completionist-style game, and people yeah. are going to play it into its entirety. While these other... Gotta catch them all. Gotta fuck them all. <laughs> Whoa, what the f- Sorry. Damn. What? This is I don't know what happened. This is a 2013 show. Damn. Sorry. Damn. I'm sorry. Damn. It's okay. Well, okay. I might have, like, the ultimate failure of a game sequel. What is it? Half-Life 3. That didn't come out. Exactly. It's not out yet. Exactly. <laughs> It's, it's the worst yet. sequel ever because it never came out. It's never going to live up to our <laughs> expectations now. I I have one that I, I want to talk about because it, it also speaks to the industry. Um, Dark not, Souls? Not knowing what to do with itself. I mean, Dark Souls does have a game that it failed to deliver on, but that's a completely different anyway, topic. Yeah. What is yours? Uh, one of the games I played with the original Xbox 360's launch was Condemned Criminal Origins. That was a Rockstar oh. game. An amazing game. Yeah. Very, very fucking good. A great suspense thriller, slightly horror-esque with just these cool psychological things going on with, uh, with you know, a- investigating a crime scene and the combat system. Just, man, it nailed it. So good. So good. So good. And then the second one came out. And it failed really, really hard. It didn't deliver on what the first one was leading toward. 
a lot of its failures came from the fact that the game continued to try to be what the first one was mechanically, but telling a completely different story narratively. And you couldn't mix the two. So the game kind of tripped over itself and what story it was trying to tell. Mm. That's not good. No, it's not. And I was, and I, I've thought about that. Like what, why, why do we always have to fall in this same, in this same sort of like wheelhouse or trope that the game that you're playing, the mechanics have to stay the same with each, each game that, continues in the story i don't i don't know i have to correct myself real quick i said it was rockstar but it was actually sega and the monolith productions that developed it my apologies thank you brett yeah <laughs> so i want to make sure people weren't watching this be like that guy's wrong <laughs> dude it's the internet you could say anything and they're going to tell you you're wrong yeah grass is great it's actually a hue of some kind of Trififlin, the, the, the things in the oxygen. Chlorophyll. 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 <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love that shit. It's good stuff. Uh, man, there's a lot. Man, this conversation just makes it widely known that there are a lot of sequels that suck. It sucks. That Let is me. why Steam doesn't make three games. They make twos. <laughs> They stop it too. But I think that it's something that we, that we like, we're a podcast that has a voice. And this is something we need to put out there in the world that developers need to know that if you're going to be putting out another title, a second iteration to your game, that it needs to be taken seriously. It needs to have all the elements that are going to progress its story, make the, make the gameplay better or, uh, change it in such a way that makes it unique and playable still. Like the, these are things that we're seeing some of these developers, <clears throat> EA, who just say, fuck it, change the skins a bit, change the name, done. We got a new game. We're going to make another hundred million thousand dollars. Hey, they signed off on Battlefield 1. That was a cool game. That's true. That wasn't going to They signed off on Battlefield 1. And Need for Speed Payback, which is Fast and the Furious in a video game form. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. And they signed off on A Way Out. That's a cool game, I hope. I'm basically calling you out on your shit. Yeah, right you now. are. You're trying real hard. <laughs> no, I agree with you, though. They, they they do that a lot. I mean, if you look at the sports series that they have, Madden oh, yeah. and NFL and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, that's just rehashing. Except for long yeah, shots. Hell, even uh, yeah, uh, so. I hate to admit it, but Battlefront Two is starting to follow within the same oh, gosh. within the same thing. I'm scared. Yeah. I'm terrified. So scared. I want this game to be great, but it's not looking that way. Yeah, all that. evidence points to the contrary. Yeah, that's not good. All evidence points to the dark side. It's going downhill from there. So on that note. That is going to conclude our discussion this week. If there's a topic that you guys want to hear about, let us know at hello at theinnergamer.net. If you are listening to this, make sure you go on Thursday to youtube.com slash theinnergamer and you can find out all about our video content. You're listening to The Inner Gamer. Looking forward to next week. Let's talk about our upcoming video game releases. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Good segue. Yeah. Hey. That's wonderful. Go on. 
So you guys remember 2002, what you were doing in 2002. That was 15 years ago. Jesus Christ. Uh, 2002 is 15 years ago. I was in my junior year of high school, so I would have been in knee deep into my drama club and basketball wow. and, and trying to have sex. Jesus. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, that in there. The I end. was a nine. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I was watching Dragon Ball Z yeah. playing chess still. <laughs> oh, I was um man. I was hitting the ladies up in the cafeteria. That's what's <laughs> up. I was taking food dares and drinking chocolate milk when I shouldn't have. Nice. Well I back loved it. in two thousand two, there was a game that came out called Siberia. There's a character named Kate Walker who's on an extraordinary journey that takes her all the way from Western Europe to the far reaches of eastern Russia. And it is re-releasing on the Nintendo Switch this October 20th. Interesting. Yeah. Nostalgia is just... We're cap- Dude, we're capitalizing on it, man. Oh. People love nostalgia. Love yeah. it. Love that shit. You know what? Screw making new things. Let's just remake or re- relaunch everything. I also heard rumors that Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy might come to the Xbox and the Switch. Wow. That's cool. <gasps> yeah. So that's interesting. Lots of money. In addition to that, October 24th, we have Destiny 2 coming out on the PC. So those that want it on PC with 4K, frame rates unlocked, 60 frames per second or higher, all that good stuff, you can get it on October 24th. That's all we got to say about that. Sweet. Very cool. So and Lu- Luis will be conflicted by just standing in the aisle, just uh-huh. holding a copy of Destiny on P- PC. Just do, do, I, do I do should it? I, should I? Should, should I do it? Should, should, should I do this? Should should it? Did you say probably a copy not in the aisle? Probably not. I mean, I guess not. I mean, yeah. he is got to does PC, that. Just, Nobody does that. So he'll just be looking at it on. <laughs> he'll just be looking at the at the cart button yeah. on. Should I should <laughs> online? I move my, my finger. Should I? Yeah. Should I click this button? It's so much harder to make decisions nowadays because now it's like you don't have to get in a car, drive to a store. Grab the box, take it to the counter, order it, uh-huh. walk out the store, drive back home. Now you just click a button. So awesome! It's like that's why damn. the switch is so amazing. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So what are you guys looking forward to next week? These games you may or may not be into it. We have South Park that comes out today. Gosh, what are you guys excited about? Uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna try to beast through uh, Shadow of War as fast as I can before Wolfenstein comes out. So right, I'm gonna have to hold off on. On the fractured butthole, else. yeah. I like. I need a time. Of, I, I need a time span where I can just dedicate time. Like I know if I get that game, it's just I'm gonna fall off of it. You need a time span where you can dedicate time. Yeah, that's that's funny. Like I can, right right now, Shadow of War is like the only thing worthy out. Right. Minus uh, Evil Within Two, which I'm gonna play at some point. Are you really? Oh yeah. Oh man, I played right. demo. It was good. fun. All right. Yeah, it was a lot okay, of fun. Okay. Cool. No, I I'm all for it. Yeah. So Devin, what are you gonna play? Um, since. Not much for this next week. I will probably just continue to Destiny 2. However, um, ever since I did play Project Octopath Traveler, i am also been looking at some other demos that would be possible to play on the Switch. And if anything, I might do a throwback to playing some uh, Wolfenstein to prepare for Wolfenstein 2. Ah. And Louise... I feel I like just you've been that, doing that. Mm, <laughs> yeah, I, think I should do that too. I, I, I mm. finished Return to Castle Wolfenstein. Yeah. I yeah. finished the New Order yesterday. Yeah. I yeah. started the Old Blood today. Holy shit. Then, yeah. I'm uh I'm in it. I'm in it. 
Nice. I'm super excited for uh, the new Colossus. It should fix the things that were wrong with the new order, but I'm not entirely sure. Mostly story-based things, and then making the shooting a little bit uh, and how, more. And how, how jazzed are you to shoot zombies? Oh, excited. Very excited. And uh, more excited and to shoot some more Nazis. Uh, Nazi zombies? Something about the new order just, oh, man, I just wanted to punch the fuck out of anyone uh, even remotely associated, dude. It was crazy, but such a good game. Looking forward to it. As far as what I'm going to continue to play, Beat the Old Blood. Um, my little brother and I discovered this version of Roller Coaster Tycoon 2 where you can play with friends on a server. Oh, that's awesome. And so we started our own theme park and we're playing Roller Coaster Tycoon 2. Dude, Freaking that's amazing. legit. Freaking I love that. Amazing. I didn't know you could. Wait, uh, so that's an add on to it because you never could play with friends, right? Nope. Uh, you can. Uh, it's called Open Roller Coaster Tycoon 2. You just download it and. It's magical. Give the friend your IP address or AIP address that you set. And then you guys join it and you can play with everybody. I love that. I love it. I want it. It's so it's so fun, dude. It's like the funnest thing ever. Uh, on top of that, I started playing or continued playing Ori again because I want to finish it. And um, hopefully finally play Cuphead soon. Yes, I'm going to try and pick Man, up Man, that Cuphead. game has a lot of controversy surrounding it. More than I really anticipated any game having. Like, people bitching about the difficulty. And oh, like, yeah, the, saying it's so hard and yeah, stuff like that. I mean, but people, people are suck. loving it, though. People They're like, suck. Just play the all fucking about game. It. I want to play co-op. Anyway, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to play, so I'm not going to talk about it. So that's going to Some other mobile game week. that's moderately easy for you no, to play? I be life is strange, <laughs> you dick. <laughs> Sorry. My <laughs> life is strange, okay? Uh, obviously. Anyway. Uh, be sure and check us out next Tuesday for more from your favorite video game podcast. Visit TheInnerGamer.net for our latest episodes, blogs, videos, and social channels. If you guys like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes or tell a friend. We also have a Patreon, which is a way for you, our listeners, to donate to our cause in order to bring you all the great content you want to see and hear, even if a dollar a month will help us keep this content coming your way every week. So please, if you support us, head over there. We have some awesome rewards waiting for you. Being a guest on the podcast, getting exclusive content. So head over to theinnergamer.net. Click donate to contribute. Please and thank you. And with that, my name is Devin Dree. I'm Austin Morales. I'm Brayden Oski. I'm Luis Gonzalez. And you've been listening to The Intergamer. Oh, my God.